Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. Today, I am absolutely over the moon about our guest. We have Asia Hall of Neon Cowboys. If you guys are not familiar with Neon Cowboys, I really actually cannot think of a company, a brand, a whatever you want to call it that I am a bigger fan of than Neon Cowboys and my stuff hasn't even arrived yet, but I am like absolutely obsessed with them and every single thing that they do. So basically Neon Cowboys is a wearable tech company. They have the light up kind of glow in the dark neon cowboy hats. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen um, Casey Musgraves white neon cowboy hat with the happy and sad um, like little happy smiley face on them that she sold on her tour. They are so freaking cute well neon cowboys is behind that and they have all different colors i ordered a pink one i'm so excited for it to come in the mail but um you know due to covid and stuff it's taking a second which is totally fine like i actually am just gonna buy 10 more so then when they come in i'll just like keep having like christmas every single day you know anyways asia is absolutely incredible she grew up in la she's currently living in orlando i'm gonna let her share a lot more about her story um i just think she's so awesome i also think it's cool because she's not a very routine person I feel like a lot of the guests that I have on this podcast are very routine. So for those of you who find that very refreshing and don't like routines, this one is for you. It's also so interesting just to hear about her life because they're actually manufactured in China. So a lot of the time, the people that she's working with are in China, which obviously is a totally different time zone. So she sleeps like totally different hours than you know most people in her time zone would so it's just so interesting to hear more specifically i just love how they're kind of reclaiming cowboy culture so i read in vice a quote from her i think this piece was actually just completely on her um but it was just talking about how young designers are reclaiming cowboy culture and this is what she said she said it's more about us redefining what should america look like it should be more inclusive it should be more accepting We're allowing these people that didn't necessarily feel like they could fit in with Americana culture to have some kind of channel into it, including myself. I think that's so incredible, especially just with the whole Black Lives Matter movement that we have going on right now that is so incredibly important, like more than ever. I actually hate to say more than ever because it's always been important. You know, I think a lot of people have just become more aware, myself included. We have um, an episode with one of my best friends, Dom, on here as well, if you guys just kind of want to hear her heart on it. But yeah, I just think as a whole for Neon Cowboys, it's so incredible because as like a young female block entrepreneur, Asia is absolutely killing it. And I love how she is reclaiming cowboy culture. I think she's just so incredible, guys. I love talking to her. I could not be a bigger fan of this brand. Truly, like there is nothing in this world that I I feel like just 
describes me more than a bright neon pink cowboy hat. Like it just, there's nothing. Think of one thing, you know, out of my best purchase of 2020, my house, my Kindle Oasis and my neon cowboys hat. Okay. That's how strongly I feel about them. Little housekeeping before we get into the episode. As always, there's merch up on Amazon. We have the newsletter. Join the mailing list in the show notes. We have the Facebook group, which is always popping, but it's especially right now. It's super fun. I love just like feeling like we're just one big giant group chat and we're all besties. It's like the best thing ever. There have been a ton of vlogs on my YouTube channel, a ton of IGTV videos, so many TikToks, guys. I cannot believe that I'm actually like a TikToker at this point. I mean, I wouldn't go as far to say I'm a TikToker, but like I post things on TikTok. So like what more could qualify me as that? You know what I mean? My dream is to get such a great cowboy hat collection that I'm able to do a cowboy hat collection um, TikTok. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Also, um, I'm actually waiting for this hat to come in because I'm going to do a whole photo shoot and completely like rebrand the podcast. I'm not rebranding the podcast, but I'm getting new cover art and I was going to do a different cover art. And then I ordered this hat and I was like, listen, I need to do a shoot in this hat that I got from neon cowboys. And that's going to be the cover of my podcast because that is so me. And I just feel like it's just very all encompassing of what this podcast is supposed to be. Very welcoming, very inclusive. Um, yeah, you know, we just, we love it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for all the love I've been receiving on the recent episodes. You guys have been so kind lately. Like, I'm just so glad you guys are all loving it. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I will have Asia and Neon Cowboys also linked in the show notes down below. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy and let's get started. Hi. Hi. I am. We are really just doing the Zoom interview right now. We're like all over the place. But oh my gosh. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. I am the biggest fan of your brand and like everything. It's just the coolest thing ever. The more I did, you know, my research on you for this interview, like not to be creepy, um, the more I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm literally obsessed with her. She's the coolest person ever. Thank you. Okay. So do you want to do a little one minute bio um, for those who may not know you? Absolutely. So my name is Asia Hall, and I'm the founder and CEO of Neon Cowboys. Um, basically, I grew up in Los Angeles. I now live in Orlando, Florida, and um, I grew up in Couture. So my father was, well, he owns his own brand now. It's called Kevin Hall, which is his name. Um, but he used to be the head designer of Halston as well for a couple of years. And, um, and so I, I just had a unique childhood in, in the regard of like growing up in fashion. Um, you know, and growing up around runway and stuff like that. So that's really cool. And then I actually went to college in Santa Barbara for computer science. And so I kind of have a little bit of both ends where it's like um, tech and fashion. And then I started getting into country music in college um, and kind of melded it all together. So now we have Neon Cowboys, which I guess is like a quick exploration of my identity um, of Americana culture, which is just kind of taken off, which is cool. Yeah, no, that is so cool. We're going to get into all of that. I am so interested in especially just the like tech fashion merge. I think that's so cool. So we're going to get into that before we are going to do hot seat, my favorite part of the show. Um, Okay, first question. What is the best purchase you have made under $100 in the past six months? (laughs) It's like the longest question ever. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a really good one. I think because of COVID, um, you know, people aren't spending as much money. I think for me personally, we bought some uh, blackout curtains. Yes. Oh, that that's <laughs> so, a good one. 
It's a good one because we just, you know, we're working with China every night. So our hours are very off and just being able to like sleep until, you know, like 3 p.m. without being disturbed is like very helpful. So what are your hours of like being up when you're working with them? Yes. So, for example, last night I went to bed at 5 a.m. So it's like, you know, it's like 2 to 5, (laughs) 2 p.m. to 5 a.m. kind of thing. That's so crazy. Um, okay, next question. What is your current favorite song? Phineas's uh, Let's Fall in Love. For I love the first that song. time I think it's called. I do too. It's it. just <laughs> so relaxing. Like, it's just the best vibe. Love it. I know. And it's really a good escape. It's a good shower song. It's just. Yeah, it's a good shower and driving song. True. It's like perfect. Okay, um, last question. What is your favorite Instagram follow? Great question. Oh, Ty Tyrone, I've been really loving because lately he's been doing a lot of, he's actually Beyonce stylist, which is interesting, but he's been doing a lot of like educational, um, I guess, posts about like black history and Black Lives Matter. And also he's really funny. So I just, I, I look forward to watching his stuff every day, actually. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, Okay, I want to talk about growing up a little bit. You have mm-hmm. such an interesting upbringing. I don't know anyone who grew up in fashion in the way that you did. What, what, like, can you just go into a little bit more of what your childhood was like? Yes. Um, it was very fun. I, my mom was very strong about like try everything and do everything that you are interested in as a child and so I used to go to a ton of like I guess they're called maker like events and stuff now but you know where it's just like arts and crafts and like really really honing in on the creativity side um and then my dad you know he'd be working on collections all of the time so it was like it was just really unique. Like they really, really wanted me to like not lose that piece of myself, which I think is really hard for kids because as you get older, it's more of a thing of like get a real job. But for them, it was like, well that you can totally make a career out of this. Um, and so in that way I was very fortunate. Yeah. Did you really want to do that growing up or cause you ended up going to school for computer science. Like wh- how did that kind of happen? Yeah, I um, I did. I did when I was really, really young. Like I would draw drawings, like my dad does. You know, sketch out like different dresses and whatnot. And then um, as I got older, I realized how much, like, how hard it was in terms of work. And so people would always ask me, like, do you want to do what your dad does? And I would always say, no, it's way too much work. I would never want to do like you know four collections a year, or whatever. Um, And then it's kind of funny because I kind of just ended up falling into it in college. My brother and I actually used to have our own clothing line that we started when I was in school. And it was the same year that Instagram started. So we were able to actually try and like grow a following and a culture around that really early. Um, And I just fell in love with everything about being an entrepreneur. But I guess at a young age, I always sold like bracelets and like tchotchke stuff. Um, Yeah. Just a child of the internet. Yes. When did you decide to go to school and like major in computer science? Like what was the kind of switch for you? Um, I 
I, so yeah, it's funny. I actually went to school to do communications and I felt like that would be just something that was like easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was, I actually was really fortunate because I was in Vogue for like one little article my senior year of high school. And they had asked me what I was going to school for, and I said communications. But then when I read it, when it was published, I was like, that doesn't sound as, like, cool as I would hope or something. But I went to school kind of like, okay, well, I'll see what other things there are. And computer science had a couple of, like, en- uh, like um, entry-level classes where you could kind of get more credits. And then um, I took a few of those and did really well. And so there was also a scholarship that was like, you know, a sizable amount of money for a private school. So I actually applied for that and got the scholarship and then was like, well, this is more of my realm of people, which was really interesting. I went to a really small school. There was like two girls in my grade that graduated in computer science. Dang. Wait, what yeah. school did you go to again? It's called Westmont. It's in uh, Santa Barbara. Yeah. Whenever I think of Santa Barbara, I just always think of UCSB. Like, obviously, there are other schools, but I was like, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking <laughs> not. that. I mean, that's really cool. Also, like, just I think women in tech just in general is so cool. I right. yeah, I um also I'm in school, but it's so the I think communications especially is just kind of like a it's like a safety net almost because it can yeah. translate into certain things. And when you don't really have something specific, you're kind of just like, oh, you know, it works out. Um, okay, so let's talk about starting Neon Cowboys and like how, like at what point did this happen after college before? Like I need to know everything. I'm so obsessed yeah. with this brand. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I um, I had the clothing line and we did really well with that in college where we were, you know, pre-ordering and then we would throw a party every year and then all our friends and like fans on Instagram would kind of pre-order the collection and then my brother went to college and we we're like, let's put it on hiatus so he can go to school because he's like five years younger than me. Um, and I started attending country music festivals and just kind of like got into that realm, um, which was interesting because I think growing up, I really loved a lot of country artists, but didn't really know what that was yet. Um, you know, just like the Dixie Chicks, but it was like, LA doesn't, didn't, at the time, didn't really have a country radio station, so I didn't really know it was something else. Um, and then when I went to Stagecoach, I was like, oh, like, the, there's so much about the culture that's very uniform, right? It's like, you wear Daisy Dukes, and you wear cowboy boots, and you wear a hat, maybe, or, you know, a crop top. And it was just so cute and cool and just fun, and I just loved the whole experience. And I realized, you know, because Stagecoach is the third weekend of Coachella, it's actually a lot of, there's a lot of crossover there, especially because LA is not necessarily the most country um, or traditional country. So I was just like, okay, well, they don't, they should have something that kind of also represents the country culture, but at night, and that's a little bit more edgy and loud because LA is that. And I wanted something that would kind of represent me a little bit more because obviously, you know, I already knew I was standing out. And so it was kind of one of those ways where it was like, more embrace that. Um, And I also realized that almost every country song sings about neon signs. So it's just very synonymous with the culture, where it's like, you know, find the bar, have fun, make memories. And so 
I knew that EL wire had existed on the market. I had seen it a few places and was like, oh, I can just make a hat out of this. So like if you were to look at a neon sign, like a Coors Light or a Bud Light sign that has a neon cowboy hat in it, then you should be able to wear that cowboy hat. Um, and that is how it was birthed, I guess. The way to put that. <laughs> From the time that you had the idea to actually launching, like how, how long of a time period was that? Um, a year. Yeah, because I went to Sagecoach and then I like literally was like, oh, I know exactly what these look like. And then I told my friends that I was with and they were kind of like, oh, I don't really understand what you're saying. And so I kind of put it off. Um, but then I actually, it's so funny that you say this because I actually, you know, the cowboy hat that you recently purchased, I saw on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. I had found those online and saw one of those in a music video. And I was like, okay, well, if nobody... If I don't do this now, then somebody else might do it later and it might like come to their mind. Um, so then a year later, I actually bought 13 of the ice bucket that you have and just like makeshifted my own prototypes. And then we wore it to Stagecoach the next year and, and tested it out. And people went, they lost their minds actually. It was kind of insane. So. It is so cool. I mean, I have told probably... I'm not kidding. I think I've told every single person that I've come in contact with since purchasing the hat. I'm like, guys, look what I got. Also, like I grew up in Texas. It's and then I lived okay. in LA for the past five years. So yeah. I'm back in Dallas now as of a few months ago. And so it's just like I love country music. I think as I've gotten older, I always joke like the longer I lived in LA, which I love LA so much. It's like mm -hmm. the best place ever. But I'm like the longer the more I live in LA, the more Texan I became. And I was like, right. I don't know like where this came from. Like all of my roots, like I'm just obsessed with all of that. I also think it's cool because you, I mean like Brent, like exactly like what you guys are doing have made it cool. You know, like before it was like everyone hated country music. Everyone was like, oh, whatever. And then like Yeehaw became right. kind of funny. And then everyone's like obsessed with the hats and like Western just became kind of trendy. And so now it's like mm -hmm. cool and everyone likes it. And so I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, <laughs> it works out. It's yeah. It's and it also, I think it's just cool because it, it, it's just cooler now. Like there's so many things, especially, I mean, like you think about even, I mean, just like cowboy boots, just whatever it is, like, especially more of a Western look used to be like, so like gaudy and tacky and whatever and now it's actually like right. really cool and pretty and like modern and it's like that's actually the coolest thing I've ever seen you know like it's <laughs> totally different than what it used to be like I'm thinking like you know the t-shirts that were like I don't know what material it was but they were really thin and they would have like the rhinestones of like some yeah. crazy cross and stuff yeah like that was what we were looking at 10 years ago we're not looking at that yeah. anymore thank god you know <laughs> I do know it was very um yeah gaudy it's kind of like, yeah, just the rhinestones with the, the thin fabric that kind of had like almost like a bleaching effect to it or something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then the jeans were all bedazzled on the butt Miss pockets. And like it's looked very heavy, but I think, and that's yes. fine. I just think, you know, rhinestone cowboys was really big before our generation and it kind of trickled into that, which was a modern take on it. And now we're just reinventing it for us which makes sense because I'm a 90s baby so like I really love plastic I really love transparent plastic and I really love 
color kids write plastic. So, yes. you know, and I think also lights, right? Like we grew up with like light up shoes and we grew up with like Game Boys that were transparent. And so it's still feeding into the nostalgia of it, but it's kind of making it something that's a little bit more fresh because no one has really seen it all come together. Um, and that's what I think makes it more fun. It's just like, your childhood inhibitions coming back out so that you can like go and party and you don't even have to have a drink. It's just like, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm having a wild night because I'm wearing this hat. So yes. um, I think the gaudy like rhinestones definitely had its place. And I think we wanted something newer because that was kind of what our parents would be wearing in theory. Yes. It, it just merged so many things, including like childhood, you know? So it's right. like, it's a, it's not even just a hat. It's like, a, almost, I don't want to say like a personality, but it just brings so much fun. Like, it's just such a statement. Like, I don't know. It's so cool. Okay, so let's go back to Stagecoach. So you wear them at Stagecoach, and obviously everyone is absolutely obsessed with them because they're the coolest things that anyone's ever seen. Um, So were you just like, yeah, these are my hats. I'm starting this company. Or were you like, how did you market there? Yeah, so yeah, so I really we were just like I was just like okay well let me just see what people think of it I really didn't know and honestly um just in general just being like okay we're gonna do this was like a very like real moment um because you obviously are standing out and glowing at night I think people really lost their shit like they were following us they were chasing us like someone offered two hundred dollars for one also by the time of night that you're putting it on most people are pretty drunk because it's a festival so it became a thing where it was like people were trying to like snatch it off your heads. Like it was yeah. just wild. Yeah. Um, and I actually, we took, I went with my friend's family and his father does like investment portfolios. And he was like, you know, if you really want to do this, I'll look over your business plan. And so I just said, okay, well, I'll have it to you in a week because I wanted to not give myself time. Um, I, and I was right out of college, so I just was used to like, you know, still having the deadlines, which is very helpful. Um, and then I did that and got my first investor. And then it was like learning the challenge of how to manufacture something that would be shelf ready when what I had done was kind of just hoggling something together, like, cause I'm a maker, you know what I mean? How did you navigate that? Like, what did you, I saw that you went to China and I saw your caption about being like, the youngest at the expo or whatever and that's so cool oh, yeah. but how did you actually I like really creeped on your Instagram how did you <laughs> go about that yeah um it took a long time it took about five years to get the hats right so that was just like a huge learning curve that I didn't anticipate but I think every entrepreneur probably has the same journey um I just started out with you know, I knew I wanted the hats to be transparent plastic. Or no, transparent. I didn't know they wanted to be plastic yet. And so I called a bunch of millionaires and said, you know, I want a transparent hat. How do I go about that? Can you mold something for me that's clear? And they were like, well, if you want something that's transparent, you have to do plastic. So then it was a whole journey of how do I manufacture plastic? And I had to learn about plastic injection molding and find a supplier and a manufacturer for that. And, um, you know, I basically had to go through this thing where you 3D print the sample and then you pay for the mold and then they inject it and it doesn't turn out correct at all. And you spent like all this money and you're just like, oh God, how am I ever going to keep going? Um, but I guess after I finally got the first mold done, then we did, I think, it, I mean, it's been a couple years now, but I think it was like 2,000 to 3,000 hats 
that I had to hand glue and I actually took them to different festivals across the nation um, and popped up in little tents and kind of just sold out of there for like two years um, every summer. So that was like really intense, but it was important because it was like, okay, well now I know what the customer feedback is. I know what the price point needs to be for people to just not think about buying it. Um, and just also getting all the images and having it kind of start to really like manifest itself was really um, important, but holy hell, it was a lot of work. Yeah. When, like, what was the first time when you saw someone wearing the hat, like maybe out and about or like a photo on Instagram? Like, do you remember that feeling in that day? I do. It actually had happened with my first company at first. So I had already had a moment where it was like the, the shock was already like that. I actually was in New York walking down the street and saw someone in my once used shirt and like screamed. So that was a thing. But then with the hat, it was like, Oh, like this, this product that I've created is valuable enough for someone to give me their money that they worked hard for. But on top of that, have them wear it all night long. And, um, I just love it. I think it's so cool how many people love the hats. It's like, it really is mind blowing. Cause I thought, okay, well I'll just make a couple hundred and sell it to friends and family and be done with it. And now it's just like, <laughs> everybody wants this hat. So we're just trying to learn how to make it easier for people to get and be accessible, I guess. But what are the other favorite cool. products of yours that you've come out with? Like what do you, mm -hmm. if you had to be like, this is the best one, what would it be? Oh man, we're working on something right now that is just like, I wake up thinking about it. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> it's just insane. I think we really just, you know, I had worked on getting the hats to be right so long because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't taking my time to hand glue everything and I didn't want to continue to do Etsy or anything like handmade. Um, so actually COVID has been really helpful in the regard of like, Okay, the hats are still stuck in China. So how can we, you know, bring in smaller pieces and bring in more products that help like with the cash flow and make it less seasonal because, you know, with the virus and everything, um, our best season is is still Coachella and Stagecoach and that actually got canceled this year and is canceled for October now, which they announced I think last week. So we're just like, okay, well, how do we continue to build and grow while, you know, we might not be able to, make all of our money off of the hat. Um, so we're coming out with light up apparel. And I think, you know, last year we had done a really quick like capsule collection for New York and we launched it during New York fashion week. And um, that was really exciting because it was allowing us to kind of just think about what else can you wear with a hat or without a hat that will still give you a similar experience. And our customers really, really want to make sure that everything we produce glows, um, which is great because no one's doing it. But it's also like, oh, we have to figure out how to, you know, where does the battery pack go? Or like how does shipping work when it's like a lithium ion? Like stuff like that where it's just like, okay, um, a little bit more challenging. But yeah, we're working on light up apparel right now. And we have like a new top and a new jacket coming out, which I'm just like, it blows my mind. I'm very excited. <laughs> It will literally be like I'll be a Sims character and this will be the outfit that I wear every single day. Like yes. I will have every single piece and I will actually be like a walking neon cowboys Sims character. Like that's my <laughs> 2020 vibe is that literally. Okay. Absolutely. Also, I am um, Casey Musgraves like literal biggest fan. 
I am absolutely yeah. obsessed with her. Um, okay, what was that experience like with the hats? Yes, yeah, so Casey's incredible. Um, I that goes without saying. I think she's incredible. So we, you know, her team had reached out, and it took a couple months for us to get it kind of rolling because she was on tour, and um, her team had reached out and said that they wanted hats. And you know, I've actually had a couple of celebrities that have wanted to do it, but we, like I was saying, I was gluing them all at the time. So it was like, how do we get it to where we're not? It has to be on the level of a celebrity in order to really have them sell it. Like you can't just, you know, sell glued hats. So, <laughs> so we had worked on it for a couple of months, and then um, we decided to do like a white label where we would put her logo on the front. And it was really fun working with Casey. Like we just DM'd back and forth of like, where do you know what does the placement look like? What does the color look like? Which one works best? Which one does she like for her entire fan base? Um, and it was just really cool to actually see that come to fruition because my goal or dream when I first started was like it would be really amazing to see the entire like festival or entire stadium completely light up with hats, and that was like a pretty big taste of that where you know people would go to her concert and it would become a souvenir piece so on the inside of the hat it said like Casey Musgraves X Man Cowboys and the front had her happy and sad logo and um, I mean she sold out really fast like it was just like and now people email us every day asking like when are Casey hats going to be restocked so we're hoping that she does another tour and that's when we'll be able to do it but you know no one knows because of the whole situation but those hats are like, everybody wants a Casey hat. <laughs> Everyone, I went um, to her show, obviously, because I'm mm-hmm. her number one fan. Um, yeah. And like, literally <laughs> everyone had them. And I was there with the brand, so we couldn't, like we got there a little bit late. And then I don't, like the line was so insane. And the hats were yeah. like gone. Like it's all anyone had. It was so quick. I'm like, that's actually the most genius thing. Also, I think it's such a good pairing from like you guys right. to her because the hats are like exactly what you were saying like so inclusive like they're such a like when I say like personality piece like they're friendly and inviting and it's like right. whereas you know maybe not even maybe like just the culture America in general especially in country has not always been that way and it still right. is like has so much work to do it's not even I wouldn't even say it's there now as far right. as like gender and racism and whatever that might be so I think it's like literally the perfect match because you guys are all about the exact same things you know right yeah absolutely yeah Casey's amazing it's crazy too because we actually we were in New York for fashion week doing our like little capsule thing and so her team had reached out her stylist specifically Erica um because she wanted to pull the collection so we actually got to drive up and meet Casey at a fitting, and then she actually tried on all of our new pieces. So we're always, I mean, now at this point, she's one of probably my biggest, probably my biggest muses in terms of like, you know, she completely understands the brand and what we were trying to do and what we want it to look like and be, and she stands for all the same things. So it's just so much fun and an honor to work with her. She's incredible. Yeah. She's just incredible. Love her so much. (laughs) Like what a girl. I'm like, we all love her. Um, okay, I want to talk kind of just about the team and like day to day. Like, how yeah. is it just? I mean, who's like working there? What does that look like? Where are you going? Like, is it from home? Yeah, all of that. It's in yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah, so it's just me and Andrew, who's my boyfriend. Um, 
at this time because we we had a few people before we had freelancers as well but the virus is just like you know it just was like okay completely left field especially because we were taking all of the um you know we ship and manufacture everything in china so it was like we actually got affected by it like december um and then it came to america and became a whole more like a bigger fiasco so the day-to-day is really like you know we work with china at night and then we ship during the day and we have to get it out by 5 p.m and then we have to like we just started getting our mass production um outsourced to our, our seamstresses so they live or they work like 20 minutes from here and so they just kind of like you know we drop off the cut pieces they sew it we took a production we ship it out and then with china they've just been shipping us all of the new products so that we can kind of try and get more um more stuff because our customers really do want you know it's five years of the same product and so now everyone's excited where they're like oh man they're like creating more stuff and designing more stuff so we've just i mean he's a fashion designer too so we just fashion we just design and then work on production and then work on shipping so now i guess the next step would be figuring out fulfillment again because we actually had outsourced the fulfillment center right before the virus but it's in china so it's created more problems than us just getting everything here um so once that's done we're trying to like streamline everything so that we can just like really focus on like new stuff new stuff new stuff but um these last this last two months have been just product design which has just been i mean it's a dream it's like our favorite thing to do what has it been like with china i know we've like touched on this throughout the episode but just during covid like you said it started affecting you guys in december like yeah what and i also saw i want to say this and i don't know if you'll say this but i saw the post as we know you're also your number one fan um just about how like obviously i know you said something about how like shipping went up 38 percent, like all of that and it was like crazy yeah. obviously like economically is like really hurting companies especially one that manufactures right. in china and um you guys had made the mask and you were still donating it to it was grassroots and then what was the other organization yeah i'm blanking on the name awesome. thank you for getting, looking it up that's so cool um, yeah <laughs> so we donated to grassroots law and also uh digital undivided which is like a women's um like for black and latina uh women entrepreneurs and so they do like um they have mentorship programs and stuff like that they do an accelerator but um we actually had received one of their grants last month for like, it was only for a hundred dollars. And it was funny because, you know, we had applied to all these things like the PVP loan and like the IDL and unemployment even just trying to like figure out how do we get a little bit more cash to move this thing or just to not close realistically speaking. Um, and we had received the $100 grant and I was just like, we were honestly over the moon because it just felt so good to be seen. And just like, even though it only pays for like bill or even just like, a week's worth of food it was like oh man like that's it's just nice to to know that someone has read your application and like thinks that what you're doing is important enough to even just send you something so we donated most of the funds there because um we already knew that it, it works <laughs> and then yeah. we wanted to be able to share that like experience with like more people and, and encourage them in what they're doing so um yeah we did that with the, the black mask and actually they arrived this morning so we're really excited because um we sold hundreds yeah that is so cool when you're like going through something business-wise with covid and it's like you own it it's so like i 
obviously totally different jobs, but like I work from home and I, it's just sometimes like isolating, especially like when you're not going to an office and you're not answering to other people. Like I can't even Mm -hmm. imagine with the stakes that you were in and dealing with COVID. Like how did you just kind of stay sane through all of that when you just like, there's so much going on and it's, everything is so up in the air. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it was hard. It was really hard at the beginning because at the beginning people weren't taking it seriously because it seemed to a lot of our customers that it was just a problem overseas and it didn't seem like it was going to be a global situation. So that was really frustrating because we were like, we're really sorry, but we like, we're so stuck right now. Um, and then when it came over here, people were more understanding and patient with it because everybody was just so greatly impacted. Um, and I think, you know, 2020 is such an interesting year because it really is like, it's forcing everybody to really self-reflect and figure out like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Or just, you know, people are losing their jobs. Like it's just kind of been insane. Um, and so it's just like, we're just, we're just so fortunate to even be open still, even if we're barely open, right? Like, it's like, it's just cool to know that our customers still want more products from us or that they're willing to still support us, even if they aren't going to a festival. Um, because when I originally started talking to investors, a lot of them would say like, well, you're just a hat, you're just a product, you're not really a business. Um, and now it's like, starting to really take shape and you can scroll on the shop page you know it's not just like pick one color hat and that's all we have for you um so i'm really grateful for this time because and i also just turned 30 this year so i'm just like this year for me has just been like okay well we're gonna get all of our ducks in a row and we're gonna like take the time to really make sense of it all because if we just continue to run and turn and burn the way we were we're not actually going to grow um we're just going to turn and burn and now it's forcing us to be like well how do we really make sure that if something like this were to happen or a session again were to happen or something to that degree how do we still provide our customers with something that's valuable that they want that they will feel that will give them joy you know like I think a lot of it too is like people are sad um because it's a depressing time and so for them to have a light of cowboy hat that they can wear on a zoom call or something um for a company meeting like it's just so cool. And people also are celebrating their birthdays still. So it's like, you know, you can have a, like a home party and, and wear it and wear a COVID mask now that we, or a mask, I guess is the best way to put that. Um, and then we also just came out with like little miniature dog hats. So you can party with like your I got tiny. <laughs> like, it's just like, we just want to give people fun. Um, so in that regard, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. Yeah. I don't remember if I told you this or not, but I, I'm not like the biggest fan of my birthday. Like I'm obsessed with other people's birthdays because I'm like, oh my gosh, planning fun. But if it's mine, I'm like, I just don't care. But this year I've decided, I'm like, I want to go like, which I don't think we're actually going to be able to go. We're going to have to readjust and figure this out. But I'm like, I want to go line dancing, but literally only because I'm like, I want to wear, like I want the whole birthday. This birthday party has now all been made surrounding my hat like this is why I want to do it it's all there I'm like I need to get the pink cowboy boots like I have to do this like I'm thinking all this in my head and it's literally all surrounding this hat yeah um you mentioned just how you're very grateful for this time and Mm -hmm. I actually agree but what do you think is something that an adjustment that you are making either personally or even more so within the business just from kind of taking this time like in learning 
So for the business, it's like I, you know, as an entrepreneur, there's like a lot of things you like to do and a lot of things you do not like to do. Yes. So like trying to learn the finances side of things has been like completely the most important lesson, first of all, in general. But um, for me, it's like, I really have to learn that now. Like I, there's no way that we're surviving this if it's not like we don't get our numbers right. And I think, you know, because I'm an artist, um, I just really pushed that off and was kind of like, oh, you know, it's okay. If I just keep selling, it'll be fine. And it's like, that's not really how it works. Um, so that was humbling. <laughs> Um, and then, it's not really how it works, unfortunately, but <laughs> yeah, it's just like, okay, well, we got to get this right for real. Um, and then I think the customer service piece is really hard because, you know, no one, most people don't really understand that it's just me and Andrew. And so we, during this time have had to really vocalize that, especially now with people wanting to support black entrepreneurs. It's like, you know, when you look at neon cowboys or you look at the site or anything like that, people think it's a really big brand or they at least have maybe 10 employees or like there should be a customer service team. And it's just not the case. And really for COVID it's been hard because it's like, people are like, well, you should be more on top of your customer service, but it's like, but my mental health is also a real thing. <laughs> and yes. so trying to juggle that where it's like, yes, I want to help all the customers understand like where we are in the progress and everything. It's like the easiest way and most sane way for me to do that is Instagram. But a lot of people find us from different channels. Now that we're getting featured, you know, on like the Wall Street Journal and all these other magazines, it's like we're having new people come in that don't understand that we're still very much a startup of like two. Um, so we're putting more efforts towards that. We're putting more efforts toward automating stuff. So it's like if we don't have the time to give people answers, they can get it on our site or like through a live chat that will be automated. So we're really trying to make it like still operate on the level of like where it looks like or feels like a team is there to support because we want that. We just don't have the resources to do so yet. I cannot even imagine dealing with COVID and like everyone's mental health is all over the place and then having to respond to customer right. service emails. Like I actually like no on top of like you were doing yeah. everything. So it's like, that would be someone's full-time job. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. That is a lot. I would go crazy. It's a lot. I am, and I understand I'm, people are mad, you know, but it's just like. Yeah. I mean, I get, <laughs> I guess if people are mad, but like also we're in a pandemic and, and like, I'm just like, I don't understand. Also, I'm like, this is the happiest, most inclusive brand ever. Like you don't get to be mean, you know, it's just like not how it works. <laughs> Like, they just need to yeah, understand that. Like, you clearly don't. I'm like, you need to like reassess before you try to become a part. Like, you have to do some like inner work or something. Like, figure it out. You know? <laughs> yeah, we always just refund. We're like, we're just gonna give you your money back. We can't, you know. And and I get it because we are millennials, and you know, we're the same way. Where we order something from Amazon, and we're like, it hasn't arrived yet. So you know, there's grace there for sure. But it's definitely like. You know, when people are telling you that, like, you're terrible, you're just like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to go to bed now and I will respond when I wake up. They so. start, like, personally attacking you. People get really mad about shipping and things. Like, I mad. definitely, I really mad. Like, I just didn't even know people had it in them. Okay, I am so fascinated by your sleeping schedule and, like, work schedule. I need to yeah. know more about this. I want to know, like, are you a very, like, routine person? No. Okay. So like yeah. what 
I can't even imagine like one, how are you routine? Like, how would you even do that? But also like socially. So do you, is this like your normal sleep schedule for like every single day? Cause I can't imagine just like on weekends switching it. Like, how does that work? You know? Yeah, no, I think it's, well, definitely because of the pandemic, it's been every day recently. Um, you know, we used to go to the warehouse a lot more, but we're in Florida and it's not really air conditioned. So it's like, also it's summer. So that's like a no go. Um, not good. It's like 96 today <laughs> and the humidity yeah, is at like 70, like 47%. Um, so, but it's, it is more of a go with the flow. It's like, okay, well, what needs to get done today? What deadlines do we have? Right? Like if we have a photo shoot that has to get done then we know we need to get like X, Y, and Z finished by then. So we can do the shoot. Like we have one tomorrow. Um, and then shipping is just the biggest thing because with the hats not shipping, it's like, we have to make sure that everything else is shipping so that people know it's not, you know, it's not like we don't just ship. It's, it's like, we have to keep staying on top of that. So we really do just go with the flow. And if like, if we need to rest, then we need to rest because people are also sick. Right. So it's like, we don't, we have to be able to um, make sure that we're energized enough to continue working. Cause if we burn out, then really everyone's going to be pissed. And that's just like, we don't want that at all. Um, so yeah, I guess on the weekends, it's not very different, but we sleep in because we have to. And it's, and it's, oh, yeah. and that's really nice. <laughs> I think it's really nice. Yeah, that is true. Before, I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to be awake for this. So that is such a like, I don't know. I mean, obviously it makes total sense, but it's such an like interesting way of life because this is like your business and exactly what you have to do. But it's right. like totally different. It's also kind of nice because you always like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm a very outgoing social person, but at the same time, like I like having excuses to like, not leave and not go somewhere so it's like when you have a totally different schedule than everyone else like you're kind of just in the clear to do what you want to do yeah (laughs) it's been a journey though because people used to invite me a lot of places and it was like okay juggling that and then it just became a thing especially this year where it's just like I have like I just have to work on what we're doing like it's just it's too strenuous and I think also too everything's getting canceled right now so that's not too too crazy but Mm -hmm. um yeah. And then we also fish a lot. So it's like for our time of like relaxation or like whatever, it's either, you know, watching a movie or Netflix or something like that. And then we go fishing because it's just like, and I'll answer, that's where I answer my customer emails because <laughs> I'm much more relaxed on the water. I'm just like, okay, I can just sit here and like, you know, kind of churn through these. Um, but it's always like, it's always work because, you know, people are, a lot of people are relying on it and it has to get done. It's pretty insane. When did you decide to move to Florida? Yeah, um, I've been actually, I don't know. I think I've been here for four years. I think I've been here for four years. Um, so it's been quite a while. But yeah, LA, you know, it's it's an amazing city. Uh, the traffic I cannot do. And it's just more expensive. Yeah. So yeah. The traffic like I have friends text me every day and they're like okay I want to move <laughs> I'm like I know well no. also especially now you think about spending that rent and not getting the perks of like why you yeah. spend that rent I would be losing my mind literally would be losing <laughs> my mind um okay last thing I just wanted to ask like if you had one piece of advice to give or maybe even something that you wish that someone told you when you started your company as like a young female entrepreneur like what what would that be? 
Yeah, I, I guess you're really so much of it comes down to like <laughs> brute force. <laughs> you know, it's like I think, you know, I think because our generation is so used to like instant gratification and like having things now and yesterday. Um, but my favorite or one of my favorite quotes is by Dean Kamen and he just says, in less than 20 years will be an overnight success. So it's like the mentality of like, it's really going to take you forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't even feel like now with Neon Cowboys that it is as big or interesting or you know, on the pedestal that I think a lot of people see it as because I'm every day like doing all the small menial tasks, but it's like still everyone gets the highlights on Instagram and just sees, you know, the success stories over and over and over again. But it's like that has taken forever. Um, and so, so much of it is just not quitting. Like so much of it is just like finding the way to keep it going. Like we really should have closed during the pandemic back in December, but we were just like, that's not even an option. Like people want this so badly. And when you have something like that to give people, um, you just can't really throw that away. And also at this point, I really couldn't get another job. I don't think it's just too much freedom and like how I just have a day, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's only worth it in terms of advice. Like definitely always do it. Definitely start when you're younger. If you're older, still start. Um, but also just really know that it's going to take like pushing a rock up a hill kind of like Greek mythology situation. <laughs> it's just not no. easy. I love that. I also think, I mean, especially with our generation, like we're talking even with shipping, like we don't like waiting more right. than two days for shipping because we're all used to Amazon Prime. And yeah. so you that translates to every area of like people rushing things or I'm there's a sense of entitlement or... They, right. there's also social media now to where you just see the highlights. So you just see like, oh, this happened for this person so quickly. And it's like, you right. know, you've seen all the memes of like the iceberg and it's like below this is everything it took and this is all you see. And right. it takes so much more work than anyone's going to see. And people aren't really going to, I mean, some people will, but most people aren't going to like post an Instagram story of them crying their eyes out and like losing right. their mind because right. they're and so do, stressed. Yeah, no, exactly. When people do, it's amazing. Yeah. But then it's also like, it also even that is emotionally draining. Having to, do, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think yeah. we're so quick to just want things to happen overnight. And I, something I always say is there's this quote that's like, don't let the light, it's Christine Kane, don't let the light shining on you be bigger than the light shining in you because if the light right. shining on you is bigger than you, it'll crush you. And it's like, sometimes like things are meant for you and like with hard work, you're going to get there but right. it's also like trusting the process because sometimes you're not in the place where like even if you were to like let's say you were to get all the success like right now maybe you're not in a place to where you can handle it so it's like right. it's actually like like serving you almost you know absolutely yeah Christine Kane is great it's that's absolutely true it's just like you're really which is I mean it's just important we just need to think more like that I think because it's 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 worth it because what you really are working for or towards is like freedom of, you know, your life, I guess. Um, but there's so many times where it just seems like, you know, an easier way out would be what you want, but it's just not. And then a lot of times that also falls through or it's like, okay, good thing that that investor didn't work out, you know, cause you're just like, yeah. but you, you want it so bad. You're just like, 
Can it be easier? No. <laughs> the answer is no. And sometimes I think they, I believe it's called astronaut syndrome, but it's where like when someone, oh, you finally make it to the moon and it's like, okay, what's next? So it's like sometimes if things right. happen, like when you actually get there and that's all you've been focused on is getting there and not everything else that has to do with it, then you're just like, right. oh, like this is it, you know? And it's like, it doesn't have to be yeah. it. And obviously there's always going to be more, but it's when you are just so focused on that, it can also be like a very lonely, like isolating place, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's good have- to have a partner. Do you have any entrepreneurs or just kind of any, yeah, any entrepreneurs that you really admire, respect? I do. Um, I mean, I really respect Emily Weiss. That's kind of a very good Yeah. Like, you know. It's just interesting because I have a lot of people that I respect in different industries. Like hers, I think, is more consumer goods, which is why I really, really, really appreciate the work that she does is because, you know, she's dealing, I mean, on a higher level because she's got a team and, VC funding and everything. Um, that's just a completely different approach in terms of what she's doing, but it's amazing that she's able to get everything, you know, emit, like the inventory problem is a problem. <laughs> so like the fact that she can get all the inventory and sell through it and know what to buy and when to, you know, or her team does and know when to ship it out and deliver it and have the experience in stores at the same experience online and have people waiting outside for hours. I mean, we went to the one in New York. I've been a couple times and we waited in line for 40 minutes or something on a Saturday. So it's just like, that is a beautiful thing. Um, and then, you know, in terms of like YouTube kids, like we watch Mark Rober, we watch um, Adam Savage and that's more of like the mate. Well, Mark Rober is more of like, you know, he used to work for NASA. So he does a lot of science. Um, and then, Adam Savage used to do a lot of the um, like props and stuff like that. And he was on Mythbusters. So he does a lot of like maker stuff on that level. Um, and then there's like Lauren DIY who does a lot of like DIY yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I have a lot of people that I admire in different, in different fields because we're still trying to meld everything together to make it like, how do you become Nike with glow apparel when the tech is expensive and there's only so much you can use. I think it's so cool though, because it is such a, I mean like a wearable tech company is just Mm -hmm. so cool. And then it's also on top of that, like I I also think it's like really admirable because I think a lot of people would have seen like anything fun or anything cool and not super like basic where it's like, oh, you can sell that for 20 years or whatever. And like, it's, they're honestly, they kind of have become like a classic. Like people are still obsessed. I think even more obsessed, like it's still gaining more traction. And this is something, and then obviously like you're going to continue to do other products and everything, as you said, but it's become such a, like, such a, I mean, like a festival staple for one, but also just like people love the hat. People love the brand. I just think it's so cool. But also I love how you like follow people of different industries because it's so, I think that's something that like sounds so obvious, but that's something I've tried to get just a lot better about probably in the past six months because I'm like, I want to know what's going on and things that also almost don't even like relate to me. Like just, I don't know. I think there you can, you have so much that you can learn from anyone. And I think lately I've learned more from people who are not even in my field than from people who are in my field. Cause I think more often than not, like 
when it's someone who's doing what I'm doing, like we're kind of going through the same things. We're kind of figuring it out and doing all, you know, and it's like, even if they're, you know, light years ahead of me, like career wise, it's cool when it's someone who is in a totally different industry because there's still, there's so much to learn that I wouldn't necessarily just learn in my day to day, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, That's absolutely. So when we follow fashion people too, um, you know, like Iris and Herpin and everything, but it's like, you, you want to just kind of mix it all together. And I think it's, I went to a liberal arts college. So um, I actually majored in computer science and art, which I think I didn't mention, but um, that's kind of been ingrained, especially even with my mom, just like making sure that I tried everything I was interested in. It's like, the point is to learn and then use your life experience to provide the world with something that no one else can do because they didn't live your life and you've learned a breath of like, you know, knowledge or industry it's exciting no it's incredible (laughs) um thank you so much for coming on i loved having you on i was so excited for this episode because i am your biggest fan um where can they find you yes okay so i actually have a few products here so we do um basically our main thing is neoncowboys.com with an s um cowboys with an s and then our instagram is at neon cowboys which is pretty much like just where we live that's our store um but these are our new uh neon signs that's so cute so it's like oh my gosh yeah pink um and then we also got our glow mask in um which come in like these little poly bags and they are face masks but they glow with fiber optic fabric so um like this and then you pull the button and it'll like change oh, colors so cool. and it also has a different setting so like you can actually like select what you want it to and then they can just like so thing and everything um and then of course the hats which we just like these and then they glow as well but i think it might be too bright to see it because i have the door open um yeah so i guess the main thing to do is neoncowboys.com is where you can purchase and then we really live on instagram like everything is Everything is Instagram right now. Um, and we ship out of here out of Orlando and we're going to get the hats in, I think in two weeks, we're going to start shipping a hundred at a time. So we're going to catch up. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I also, when I get my cat, like it will literally be all over my Instagram. I, I literally, my <laughs> pastor replied to my story of buying it and she's like, wait, I'm buying one. And I was like, yeah, it's perfect for like a concert. Um, I was like, you know, like a festival, a casual stroll to Kroger, like whatever it might yeah. be. I'm like, <laughs> I will literally be living in this hat, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'll have her information down below. And then obviously it's always on my Instagram and the podcast Instagram, but thank you so much for coming. Yes. Thank you, Kenzie. appreciate you. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I am now answering a question at the end of every episode from now on. I am answering a question from the review section. So you guys can leave a nice little review with a question and I'll be answering it. Um, the question that I will be answering today, I found very fitting because Casey did have her collab with Neon Cowboys and they asked, what is my favorite Casey Musgraves song? Okay, so I'm going to have to go with Keep It To Yourself. So this is kind of an OG Casey song back in like merry-go-round, um, just like OG days. I was probably a freshman and sophomore, not and sophomore, I was probably a freshman or sophomore in high school when I loved this song and I still love the song and it's one of those that I'll never ever ever skip way before like high horse days but 
I love that song. I will love that song for the rest of my life. I don't know what it is about it. It's so relaxing. Like there's something about driving and rolling down all of your windows and just blasting this on like a beautiful afternoon. It's just the best song ever. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Be sure to go give Asia and Neon Cowboys a follow on Instagram. Check out the shop. Buy from her. We love them, guys. We're big fans over here at this podcast. But anyways, love you guys so much and I'll talk to you guys next week.